Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah. Why am I yawning? That was a very good fake yawn. It wasn't a good fake yawn? I think it was pretty good. (laughs) We're going to be talking about post-stroke fatigue. Brain injury or neuro fatigue. Neuro fatigue. It's time for a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the the Neuro Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was our time. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. All right, so we're going to be getting into uh, a post for me. Post-stroke fatigue for Lauren. Neuro I'm, fatigue? I'm just going to call it neuro fatigue, ne- neuro fatigue yeah. like like our overarching umbrella. Yes, it's an overarching umbrella of neuro fatigue. So it's basically brain injury fatigue. So if you've had a brain injury, you probably have this at one point or it, two. It, it's weird. Like we've all been tired at some point, especially if you've done anything athletic. Ever? Or not athletic, because sometimes you can just be tired from sleeping too much. Yeah, 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 you're like super overtired. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I slept for 18 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you can just be tired of doing nothing. Yes, yes. You know, you didn't sleep for 18 hours. You had a mini coma. <laughs> <laughs> so post-stroke fatigue is something that I was told was a thing. I didn't think it was a thing. Like people were saying, oh, you're, you're going to be exhausted. And I was like, oh, I think I'll be fine. No, it was crazy how tired I was from not really doing anything. So for those of you who don't know what we're actually getting into, let's start with that, Um, which is neuro fatigue, also called brain injury fatigue, um, post-stroke fatigue. Um, So according to Dr. Google, (laughs) neuro fatigue is one of the most debilitating consequences of a brain injury as it influences everything that injured person does both physically and mentally. A person's emotions can also become raw when they're tired. So that's like basically what it gives me right away. Um, Here's another. So I got a little infographic. It says fatigue is often aggravated when you sleep, when your sleep is poor. After a brain injury, it is often difficult to get to sleep or you wake and struggle to get back asleep during the night. Um, Fatigue management is the starting point for your recovery, blah, blah, blah. And then here's another one. Fatigue affects many factors that are important to your rehabilitation. Therefore, the success of your rehabilitation program 
will largely depend on how well you manage your fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I managed it very well at the beginning, um, but I think I'm doing pretty well now. Right. No, but it's, it's been pretty bad the last couple of weeks. So I wasn't a hundred. Like, I don't have a bunch of information about neuro fatigue. I thought I was past it. So I was really tired coming out of the hospital. I was really tired, like my first few months in recovery. And then over the last like year, I've been pretty good. I get tired, but it was nowhere near neuro fatigue at the beginning where I'd be in the middle of a conversation with somebody and I'd start to nod off, and especially anytime I had to think. And I know that sounds weird because we think all the time. I'm thinking now, we're having a conversation. I'm thinking about the words that are coming out of my face. Um, but it was like, if I had to, numbers were crazy. If I had to figure out numbers, if I had to figure out timing, well, it's like 15 minutes away and it's this time now. What time will it be in 15 minutes? I'd have to take a nap. It's crazy. And I think neuro fatigue, it's beyond just like, oh, I'm tired of like being awake or being active. Like there's actually where like your brain is actually feeling tired. Your brain is sluggish. Things don't process. So it's not just, oh, I'm tired from, you know, being injured and trying to function. It's also like it like literally feels like your brain is like running on like fumes. Like yeah. you need 12 shots of espresso. Like like that's where you're at. And your brain feels like it's slowing down. So I think it's a, it's a it's a physical like response and manifestation of your brain being exhausted. It, it, it was weird for me because I mean, I, 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 as a former athlete. Yeah, that's right. Joe, the former athlete. <laughs> I, Unofficial. Un, I, I understood. All right. Well, I had this type of workout. I'm going to be really tired. I'm really sore. You know, the next day it's like, oh, man, I think I, I, I want to sleep a good chunk of this day because I'm so tired because of that workout. The neural fatigue was strange because I would think about something and then I would like have to take like a two, three hour nap. Well, and most people tend to forget your brain is a muscle. Right. So the more you use your brain, the more tired it gets. And when we're uh, without a brain injury or not in recovery, like your brain bounces back. Your brain is one of the most it's one of the most amazing things on the face of the planet. Like it's super powerful mind over matter. Like your mind can create things. But, you know, so when your you know, brain is physically healthy, you can bounce back. No problem. You're fine. But when you're in recovery, you have a big injury on your brain. Like it's just like any muscle. Like if you tore your muscle or or strained it, like you don't bounce back. No, no. It, it, it takes uh, um, more time. So I, I wasn't really aware of any of that. I, got, I Google a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> so I was prepared. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't at the time because, again, like a doctor would say, well, yeah, you're going to suffer from neuro fatigue and feel really tired. Cool. I don't think I was in a right mindset to even think, oh, I should look this up online or ask questions because even look, th- even thinking of the questions to ask, would I need a nap? Yeah. Even picking up my phone to Google something like I would need a nap. It, it, it was crazy. So a year later, I was feeling pretty good. I would be tired, but nowhere near as exhausted as I once was. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm past this neuro fatigue. This is awesome. He thought you could you get past. No, man, I am absolutely not. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of running a little bit ragged. I've been uh, doing a lot more, but I've felt more like me than I've felt since I've been out of the hospital. But the fatigue has hit me hard. Mm -hmm. It's been hitting me so hard. And I was like, I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought there was like I was reverting. I thought there was a problem. I've spoken to several other people who have had, you know, uh, brain injuries, who have had uh, strokes and same type of strokes I had, like hemorrhagic stroke. And it's it's kind of the same thing. Like they'll have patches where they're fine and there's no issues. There's no problems. And then it'll just hit them like a ton of bricks, which it hit me. Mm-hmm. There's one woman that said she had neuro fatigue for the first three to four years of her recovery. And then she was fine 
for the next few years, which I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then in year seven, it came back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want I don't want this. Well, it's because unfortunately, recovery one brain injuries, there's not enough um, research done. That's um, like concrete research. It's very hard to research brain injuries and the effects of it because they're also so long term. So it's unfortunate. But if you're you know, if you're a brain injury survivor and you're in recovery, this is the long haul. Yeah. Like for, for, for some people, like it's hit it and quit it. Like they get injured and then they're fine. Like right. that's fine. Um, but you know, there are, there is a large group of the majority that's like, it's a long-term thing. And this is why like um, you can recover within a year and be back doing what you're doing and you're super fine. And then like in three years, like you'll suddenly have something come up. Like this is why, um, who was the baseball player? He had multiple concussions and he like became a murderer. Oh my gosh. I cannot remember that. Yeah. There was a baseball player. I can't remember his name. It was rather recent, but that's, he ended up donating his brain because he died, but he donated his brain because what ended up happening, personality changes are part of the symptoms of brain injury recovery and brain injuries is you could have significant um, parts of you change because your brain has changed and your brain is what creates who you are. Like it's it, that's why it's super important when you're in recovery that you're being patient and taking time. And Joe's looking at me like, oh, all the things yeah. I don't do for yeah. myself. Pa- and like being with a doctor, like, yeah, you got to find your do- a good doctor for yourself. You got to find your community, which is why we're here and why the you so rocks page is there. So you guys can connect and you guys aren't alone. And it's also great to like be able to talk to someone and be like, okay, good. I'm not crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's what's beautiful about like our community. And I, and it, it, it's strange because a bunch of people who have brain injuries, Yeah, <laughs> but it's such a beautiful community because everybody's very helpful and we genuinely want to help other people not go through like the horrible things that we're going through. Right. And even if you are going through those horrible things, it's like, Hey, Let's, let's get through it together. Let, yeah, like, let's let's commiserate. get through it together. Like misery loves company. I said that. Yes. But you know what else loves company? Positivity. And like, Aww. I think all of us want to be just so positive and not stuck in that negative space, you know? And I think talking about this is very helpful because you're you're not alone. And in, and for me, it's helpful because I always feel like, shit, I'm reverting. Like, I, I, not- I thought I was past this. I try to get this through his head all the time. And again, brain injury. But, but I him. did have a brain injury. Right? It's... <laughs> It's not again, it's not a step backwards. I think in recovery, you're never going to have a step backwards. It's only like you're sidestepping. Right. Or instead of you, because recovery is not a straight path, guys. If it's just like success, nothing is a straight path. Everyone thinks it is, but it's not. You got sideways and squiggles and you're going to get turned around and you're going to join the teacup right at Disneyland and go all these circles like that's and then there's no final stage of recovery. There really isn't. There's no like dun dun dun. You've right. reached you've reached the pinnacle of like normalhood. Like that's not real. It's almost like being an alcoholic. You're never not an alcoholic. You're just a recovering alcoholic. So I, I'm I'm a. We're not calling everyone here alcoholics, guys. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah. I don't go to meetings. I'm just a drunk. Just <laughs> kidding. Jokes. So I, I'm a. Alcohol's I'm a, not good for recovery, y'all. No, it's not. It's not. Don't do it. It's not. But I did enjoy several beers last night. It was Friday. It was, you know. Those are calories. <laughs> I'd rather eat my calories than drink them. Well, well, yeah. So there's hops, there's barley, there, there's yeast. It's a meal. To, but I'm allergic to beer. So, I mean, that. Oh, that's a shame. Don't worry. I got your back. I'll drink beer for you. Oh, you do that. So, like, I, like I'm always going to be a brain injury survivor. Like, yes. I'm always going to be, be a in stroke recovery. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's, it's a never ending. I thought it would end. 
it's never and i'm not saying that like in a negative way because to me honestly i kind of feel like it's a negative that i'm always going to be this way it's not it's just the reality and it's figuring out the new normal exactly it's not 24 hours a day that i feel this way it's not even sometimes a day a week it's not even an hour a week sometimes like i'll go huge chunks of time without any issues but when that issue pops up everything else disappears that's like the only thing in the world like Mm -hmm. everything else sucks and I'm an idiot mm-hmm. and I'm broken mm-hmm. and I guess I'm not very nice to myself. No. But like my advice to you guys is don't be like Joe. <laughs> be kind to yourself because the kinder you are to yourself, the easier it is for you to get back on track. You know, and the biggest thing I think that's the biggest disservice to all of us is comparison. Oh, yeah. And so we tend to like kind of idealize the like pre injury we were like even if we know maybe we weren't the best people beforehand or we didn't have the best practices or we weren't the healthiest, like we still idealize that as like, well, I was normal. Right. Yeah. I I wasn't normal. No, but like, there's this like, Oh, I want to get back to that level or that functioning. That that's really helpful. This is why I adore you. (laughs) So I I say that a lot. I've said that a lot in my recovery. I just, I wish I was back to being normal. But do you really? I absolutely don't want to go back to the way I was. I I was, I was depressed. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was, I I was anxious, like, but like in a bad way, I, I didn't know any better, you know? I've become a much more functional, happy, um, healthy version of myself post-stroke. So I guess I just want to take that and still have some of the feelings I had prior. The good ones, not very many of them, but 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 the good ones. I, I just don't want to feel like, um, you know, th- this is going to be forever. So and, and it's almost a little bit of that, the, when you said don't compare yourself yeah. to other people um, on the Uso Rocks forum, somebody will have this amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I read that. It was so beautiful, you know, like it, comparing yourself. Like I, I almost feel bad to like talk about. Like me personally, yeah. I feel horrible sometimes saying, "Man, I'm I'm struggling." Mm-hmm. Like why why am I complaining? I'm allowed to complain. Yes, I, I I I am. You know, I try not to, but then I start to think that's a horrible thing to do because I'm not letting it out and I'm just internalizing and it's going to build up my blood pressure and then I'm going to die. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that, that escalated. Quickly. It escalated very quickly. But that you, it seemed like imposter syndrome really resonated with a lot of people, um, which is very important because that also lets us know that like this is a normal like again, nor, I think we shouldn't use the term normal, right? right. Because there's all these um, preconceived notions attached to that word. Right. Um, so like everything we're going through. Some people get it. Some people don't. Right. Because, again, everyone's brain, their brain chemistry, their circumstances are all different. And that does affect the way you recover, the way you heal and the way you change. And I think the important thing to realize is that the goal of recovery or like the end goal is not to be back to quote unquote normal or where we were before, as if that is some benchmark we have to reach to say like we're recovered. Um, You can never go back. Right. It's just like Frodo. You can never go back. Oh, no, I think I broke Joe. Um, You can't go back because you're forever changed by the journey and the circumstances you had. And so imagine that you're Frodo. He goes back to the Shire and nothing is the same because you're growing as a person. You've been affected by this. He couldn't even enjoy being there. He had to go to Valinor. No, he had to go back to Valinor because he was so affected by his journey. So I think what's the healthiest thing for us is to look at how can we grow into a new person, Right. right? And it's because sometimes again, talking about personality changes, some people have some very unique personality changes, right? For good or bad, right? right? And hopefully it's for good. Um, you know, people lose addictions after brain injuries or they gain one or yeah. huge personality shifts. So it's like, all right, what, how, if we're good people, 
right? And I hope everyone listening is good people. Good I think, folk. I think, all, so. right? all, I think we're all, all good folk. Our, our, our neuro nerd kin. We're, we're good, we're all we're good, good folk. folk, right? So our goal is to become like the new the new version, the new of if we're Pokemon, right? Our right. evolved form, right? Because right, I'm right there with you, right? That's perfect. Our new evolved form. So we don't look backwards, right? So if like you're a Diglett, right? So or <laughs> no, no, the ones I know. So if you're Oddish, right? So Oddish was pre-brain injury, guys. So you're Oddish. So we've gone through that evolution because growth is pain. Okay. So our next one is um gloom. Oh my god, that's perfect. That oh actually my god, is. right? That's so we're glooms right now. And I felt so sorry for Gloom and Pokemon when he was in the fire. <laughs> I was gonna cry, I was crying as a little kid watching Gloom. Um sorry if you're not Pokemon nerds. Um so again, oddish to gloom, right? So we're in this like middle stage where I, you know. But our next evolution is vile plume and vile plume is super powerful. Yeah. Awesome. There, there, there's a secondary evolution that I want to be. What? Bell awesome. But that's not after vile plume. Yes, it is. is. It? It's so like you go from gloom to either vile plume or a bell awesome. Okay. But I'm I just, know that because I play Pokemon Go. All right. Well, let's just go into the <laughs> let's not make this complicated. Right. There's three stages. Right. But that's where we're at. We're kind of in this new nebulous space where there's no real set rules. And we're going into the unknown and it's painful because it's change and it's newness. But the goal should not be to revert back to Oddish. Yeah. Right. We yeah. need to be like, all right, well, who like you said, a lot of us here are like I could have died. Right. So what are you going to do with that life? Are you going to go backwards or are we like, let's let's see what Vileplume does for us. Right. Let's see what Blastoise does for us when or Charizard. Or whatever, whatever that third evolutionary right. stage is. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it just being like the best versions of ourselves. So, I would say take. I would take best out of that. There is way so yeah. much pressure in best because best is not measurable. It. It. it well. No, it's not. So, and when I say best, it's not like oh well, this is like like basically like our, our final form. If you're comfortable in your own skin and you feel like you're growing every single day, you're being you're being the best version of yourself. You know, like leaving this anxiety, the suppression behind and actually like. But what if you can't? That's the other thing. But, that, you can't but, that, but that's the thing. It's, it, but that, that's OK, though. That's OK. Right, but you just but said leaving still, those behind. It, it, that's what I'm trying to do. Have I done it yet? No, but I'm still fighting and I'm still moving forward. I, I think that's the goal. The goal is to not feel like this. It's probably what if it's you always. Can't, yeah. But what if you can't do that? It, it, so the, the greatest man I have ever known. Let me know. You never fail. If you continue to try. Correct. And that's where I'm at. So my goal for the rest of my life is to grow as a person, is to mm -hmm. be the best version of myself mm -hmm. every single day. It's mm -hmm. it's never ending, you know? Right. So some days I'm going to be amazing. Some days I'm going to be not so amazing. But the goal every single day is to be better than I was the day before, right. which I think is, is an ongoing goal. I don't think there's a lot of pressure that comes with that because I understand that I'm going to have not great days. But my question is depression and anxiety are brain issues. Mm -hmm. Some of them are chemical. We cannot physically change. Them. No, that's why you need a doctor. No, but even, <laughs> even with the best medicine and therapy, sometimes you can't get rid of them. Mm -hmm. So if someone has the goal of like the best version of themselves is leaving that behind and enjoying this new life without it or despite it, what happens if you can't and you have to cope? Well, that's the thing. You, you cope. Like I'm nowhere near where I want to be. No, I have yeah. a ridiculous amount of deficits that mm -hmm. I cover very well. I show great. Um, I present very well, but it's still the goal, 
my goal every day is to be better. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it'll be weak sometimes. And I'm like, oh, well, there hasn't been much improvement. It's a little depressing, but I, I fight those feelings and I still keep pushing forward. So if you're, if you're depressed, you have a chemical imbalance. If you have borderline syndrome, all of these other things, yeah, you, you need help. And it might not be the easiest thing in the world to get rid of those feelings, but you should still have the driving goal to do the best you can to do so. Mm-hmm. I, I still think always moving forward, no matter what, and miracles have happened, you know, even when it comes to like stroke recovery and people, I've reached out to a few people who get like really, really down because physically their deficits mm-hmm. are severe. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't moved my arm and it's over a year and they say you have the most recovery in the first year. And then right. after that, probably not. That's not true. That it's true. Yes. Statistically, statistically, it's true. I've talked to people two, three years Mm -hmm. that are having function in their in their in their limbs, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. You know, uh, um, my buddy Kyle from uh, a stroke of genius, he's in this program right now where he's learning to use his right hand that he hasn't used in 21 years. Mm -hmm. And it's this like machine is moving it with his mind. It's crazy. But there's always there's always hope with hope. We can do anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure at some point in his life, he was like, I'm never, ever going to have a functional hand." You know, who knew in his early thirties, he's on the verge of having a functional hand or Mm -hmm. at least moving towards that. So there's always hope out there. And I think we always stay positive and just try to be better versions of what we were today. Tomorrow. I think we're all going to be fine. That's my goal. I just say, and I just hear, uh, I just I'm like, that is so when I listen to you, I'm like, that's so beautiful. That's so much pressure. I don't see it as pressure, though. Yeah. I, you know, pr- yeah. pressure is trying to figure out how you're going to eat tomorrow. That's pressure. You know, we, we we made it. We're alive. Like we we survived. So what what are we going to do with that? Are, are we going to do the same things and fall in the same pitfalls that got us? Well, for me, that got me damn near kills. Mm-hmm. Like I almost killed myself with the way that I went about life, mm-hmm. like with the stresses and the pressure. And the idiocy of not going to a doctor and pretending everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to repeat that. So right. that that's I, I don't want to do that. So like I, I want to do something different. And what I want to do is grow. What I want to do is not right. stress out. And I do stress out constantly. Mm-hmm. And and I fight it. And it's exhausting. It's very right. tired. One of the reasons I probably have neural fatigue. Right. Um, but I fight it every single day and it gets easier. The first time I ever did, I was like, I can't do this. I, I really, I just, I just can't do it. I find new ways to motivate myself. I talk to more people. I see more stories and I'm like, no, no, no I can do this. Cause it's not just me. It's this community of beautiful people out there mm-hmm. and we're all doing this together, you right. know? Um, so I, I don't see it as pressure. I, I, I don't, I see it as something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I also see certain things as things I don't want to do. So now it's just preparation. Now it's just figuring out how to like get to that goal. But what happens, because I know we've had this conversation before, is when you have something that does like in your perception Mm -hmm. is a setback. Oh, but it's so painful and so so huge because you're not constantly moving forward. I I hit that. I had occupational therapy yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've been having a lot of trouble with my right hand. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I thought I was over. Mm -hmm. So I have tremors in my right hand. It's one of the the the. I don't know, one of my worst physical deficits. Okay. But it's not even that bad. See, I'm even lightening the blow. I know. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, so I, not your therapist, but I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> stop minimalizing this. So I, I have trouble writing my name. Mm-hmm. I've said that before. You know, like I, I just have it's chaos and it sucks. So for the last few months, it's been good. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little chaotic, but it's not because of the tremors, it's just because I'm sloppy. <laughs> 
So I, I had trouble the last week. I've had to sign several things, had some tax stuff and like just signing my name. And it was crazy how terrible it was, mm-hmm. how uh, and, and how affected I was by that thinking, right. what is going on? So I threw all I threw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm like, everything sucks. I'm reverting. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be able to use my hand. But so I do struggle with that. I, like you go to the two extremes. It's like everything's good. And oh, my God, everything sucks. I'm like. <laughs> Hang out in the gray. Be a gray Jedi. Like, hang out. There is. There is. Gotta relax a little. It stresses me out. It's very, it's very, because you know what it is? When things are good, it feels so good. Mm -hmm. But then when things are bad, it's like, I'm never going to see good again. But that's the depression. That's the anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's the, the, the recovering Catholic. That's a, that's, (laughs) that's all that stuff that's creeping out Mm -hmm. that I'm working every day to get past. Right. You know, um, um, and I'm getting better. Like it used to be like, uh, everything sucks. And I'd be like that for several days. Now it's like not in the moment yet. Takes a little bit of time. It might mm-hmm. take a conversation with a friend. And then I'm like, yeah, it's ridiculous that I'm feeling this way. Look at all of these things that I've done. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I don't see it as a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure if you're doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't do it by yourself. Find somebody. I thank everything that I have Lauren. Thank everything I have Felice, that I have uh sarah from the shromies that i have my friend rianne overseas like all all of you guys uh, and noreen you know in australia all of you guys have helped me so much get past this because some days i'm like i I can't do this Mm -hmm. and i find it very hard to ask for help Mm -hmm. i i don't want people to think that i'm weak because i'm a big strong man so i i don't talk about it very often but we need to Mm -hmm. we need to as people um as recovering brain injury survivors yeah if not, we're just going to struggle. We can't internalize. We got to like let this stuff out. You know, we yeah. have to talk about our recovery or we're never going to be able to recover. You know, so I, I'm not as black and white as I was. You're still pretty black and white. I am still pretty black and white, but I'm fighting that. Yeah. And tomorrow I hope to be better than I am right now. You know, that that's that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not, it's not going to be the end of the world. It just means the next day I have to work even harder to get to that point. For me, I'm like, oh, that just feels like so much uh, building pressure that, but that's for me. Cause what right. I had to do for my own recovery was uh, from, cause I have post-concussion syndrome and actually what's today's date. Oh, did you get a, a, no, in two days, it'll be my three year anniversary. So on the 15th of October is the three year anniversary of my brain injury. Um, that, just, it, just your brain injury survival. That's yeah. awesome. Pew, pew, pew. I know, right. Party horns. So one of uh, I've spoken about it before. So like one of the lingering um, issues that Mm -hmm. I have uh, beyond anxiety. Again, never had anxiety my whole life until brain injury and anxiety attacks, which fucking suck. And neuro fatigue. I do get a lot of that because I read a lot and I think a lot and write a lot and do a lot. And so so I'm physically and mentally like when people say I'm physically and mentally exhausted. That's me. I'm That's physically, mentally, absolutely, Lauren, or mentally, physically exhausted. Follow, right? follow her Insta stories. You'll understand. <laughs> like today, after this, I have a show tonight. But um, was the one I remember the most was, and the one that affected me the most was uh, word recall. And I've spoken about this before. Um, I pride myself. I don't know if you guys can tell. Sometimes I can't speak very well, but I pride myself on how articulate I am. And like, um, I, I've talked about like one of my gifts when I graduated was a dictionary with my name on it. Like. Like, this is me, guys. And I I love words and I love playing with words and um, and writing. And so, like, when I had the brain injury, one of the most lingering things that's lasted up and here we are three years later is I have issues remembering words. 
certain words. They come back. Like, it's not like I'm missing words from my, um, from my vocabulary, but it's like in the moment with that pressure of thinking, I can't think of the word. I can think of the concept. I can think of words around it, but I can never, I can't think of the word I need. And I used to be so upset because it would show up 20 minutes later. It would show up the next day. You know, as soon as I relaxed, it would show up. And I used to beat myself up about it. And I was like, oh, my God, now you're an idiot. Like, you can't even think of words. You can't write. You want to be a writer. You can't write. Like, so it was super stressful for me. And it, I went to go see a therapist that my lawyer told me to go see. I had to go see. I was court ordered. No. Um, <laughs> they were trying to see how crazy I was. No. Um, and so she was sitting there. And the first thing she pointed out was how much I minimalized or devalued what I'd gone through which a lot of us do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I just did it earlier. Right? Yes, you did. <laughs> um, and so the way she she says, she I remember she looked at me, she's like, you do not see how much you this injury affects you. Right. She's like, because I was referring it to as a boo-boo on my brain. Because I was like, oh, I bruised my brain. No big deal. I got bruised all the time from fighting. Like, That's... like yeah, I know. <laughs> so again, talk about minimalizing, right? And so she goes, it's not a boo-boo. She's like, this is a traumatic brain injury. And then she said, she's like, you, and again, she said, you pride yourself on your intellection, on how smart you are and how verbose. And this is like one of your huge points of pride. And I didn't realize how much I valued my intelligence. I like, I knew I was smart, but I didn't realize how much that meant to me as an identity. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, what she pointed out was, and especially this part about words, she goes, this frustration, she's like, this is a pinnacle point for you. And she said, um, imagine Naomi Campbell, supermodel, right? It's all about her face and her body, but it's her face. Right. She goes, now imagine she wakes up one day and she has this huge, you know, four foot, four inch wide scar running across her entire face. Right. That's like her identity. Yeah. How is. devastating would that be to her? And I was like, well, yeah, there goes her livelihood. There goes everything about her. identity." she goes, that's you with your brain. Right. right. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize that that like literally, if I think of anything, it's not my martial arts. It's not my dancing. Those are all parts of me. But it's like, and it, uh, not to be braggy or immodest, but it's like how smart I am right. is how like that's my like right, that's I, who you are. Right. Because from that stems everything else right. that I do. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. And so she goes, so this thing about the words, she goes, you got to reframe this because it'll take you down. Right. It'll take you down. It's, I'm really glad that you got to talk to her. Yeah, she you know? was. Well, was not, not only talk to her, yeah. I'm glad you got to listen to her. Yeah, it was really hard. I remember speaking to her. I was shaking the entire time and crying because she was like, obvi- she's like, obviously, this was like almost two years after the fact when I was trying to settle my lawsuit. And she was like, obviously, something is still affecting you. She's like, you are not OK. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not OK. <laughs> this is so just like, like just the same thing with Joe's like, I'm OK. Like, I'm totally OK. Like, recovery done. Like, it's been a year and a half. Like, right. that's good enough. Right. Like, duh, I should be fine. She's like, uh, no, here are some tissues. You are not OK. And it, like, think about it right now. I still get a little teary eyed. And the big thing she said was about reframing. She goes, where, where you were before, that's not normal anymore. She's like, you're not going to be there right now. She's like, you may never be there again. Oh, my God. The feeling, the dread. Right. When she told me that, I was like, oh, how dare you? And she says the new normal. She's like, you have to learn to relax and de-stress. She's like, the more you stress, the worse it's going to be for you to try mm-hmm. to remember the words. So she says, your new normal is you don't remember words. And oh, my God, right now I'm like teary eyed because that really stresses me even now. I know I'm OK. I'm OK. Guys, I never cry on this, but this is important. <laughs> 
So that was the new normal. Was, I don't remember words, which is really hard. Right. Right. And she says, so every time you don't remember a word, you can't beat yourself up. You can't stress. She goes, that's just normal. You don't know words or you can't recall the words. They'll come later. She's like, right now, in that moment, in the heat of the moment, you just have to know that's where you're at. Right. And she goes, but when you do remember a word, that's when you celebrate. You go, fuck, yeah, I remembered that word. Um, I got it like this. And then I even told her, like, words come to me in different languages now, which is, again, a linguist of my students linguist. She says, yeah, that's neuroplasticity. She goes. Your brain, like the knowledge for the dead neurons or the damaged ones, maybe the damaged ones will heal Mm -hmm. so I can get to those words easily, but some of them won't. She's like, they're just gone. She goes, however, the brain through neuroplasticity is building new bridges and new roads to those words. The brain's fascinating. Yeah. And so it's healing itself. She's like, it takes time. She's like, but you're still getting there. So yeah, the words will pop up in another language. And sometimes it's not even a language I know very well. So it'll be like in Russian and I don't speak very good Russian, but I know that one word. And so then like I have to Google the Russian word to realize what I was actually trying to think about. But that's where I'm talking about like that. I had to learn to take that pressure off me because I used to be so upset that, oh, my God, I didn't remember a word today. God damn it. Right. Or like the next day, like, oh, my God, I had two, three occasions where I couldn't think of a word. Right. Right. That amount of pressure, because I told myself the same thing. I was like, I got to get better every day where I'm not forgetting words and that I can get them and access them easily. Right. And so it was after that therapist where she's like, you have to accept you have to. She's like, you can't say you're accepting Mm -hmm. and then on the inside, not accept it. Oh, yeah. She's like, you have to accept. You're hurting nobody but yourself. That's exactly what it was. And she goes, the more you fight it the worse it's going to be for you. So I, and I have, this Re- is right? resistance is pain. Right. And so like, even now, like, again, it still makes me emotional because it fucking sucks, but I have accepted that my new normal is I forget words. Right. So it's been really cool within the last year or so that, yeah, words, they're coming easier sometimes, but I still have times where I can't think of the word and I can feel myself start to get that, ang- that anxiety of like, oh my God. But then I'm like, it's all right. So I'll put in a filler word, I'll say a filler word, or I leave it blank, and then I come back. Right. Do, do, do you celebrate the times where, oh, yeah, it came right away? Sometimes, because sometimes I don't register when I, because now because it's becoming less traumatic every right. time, that sometimes the words just slot in. So that's becoming the normal again. Right. Words are coming which back. Be- which is beautiful. Awesome. Yes. So at the beginning, yes. did you ever think, you know, you know what I mean? so that's the thing, like, we don't think far ahead. We're yeah. like, eventually it's going to be good. Yeah. That's what's helped me a little bit. Right. But it, I had in to the take moment, that, but I had to, it was very, it was a very illuminating uh, session with this therapist that I had to take that pressure off myself. Mm-hmm. And this is why when sometimes I hear you say like every day you have to do better. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is for me, that is so stressful. So I, I'll, I'll reframe yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. Every day I have to attempt to be better. Okay. So, th- okay. Is then, that better? Yes. And because words have power. They do. Yeah, they do. So, and to remind everyone, like, this is why, like, you don't have to be super happy and like but you just have to be conscious of the words you choose because how powerful the brain is right right so yeah yeah, so so i i I think uh, the attempt and you don't have to be happy every day because things suck sometimes and your emotions are valid right absolutely what you're feeling you deserve to feel that way you know what i mean except the guilt guilt. don't don't, you don't want that not like you deserve the negativity but like (laughs) your response is valid good or bad indifferent is a valid feeling that you're having right so so i want to be happy every single i'm not happy every single day i want to you want to attempt yeah so every single day i'm trying to be happy i don't always succeed but the attempt is there you know so again i haven't failed because i continue to try 
So I, I, I don't have to be better every day, but I'm going to attempt to be better every single day. And that's that the actually goal. took anxiety. Does that feel better? Right L- literally. Like, it, my it, chest was getting so tight just listening to them talk. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And right now, just saying that, like my chest released. I was like, oh, good, good, good. It, it, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase it because I think that's the feeling. Yeah. But the, 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 the true feeling is, no, I have to be at least that's how it was at the beginning. Yeah. I have to be better. Yeah. And when it, no, it was rigid, there was it no... was when, when I wasn't, it was the end of everything. I was just crushed that I'm never going to get better. All of this was for not. I'm a fake. It, it's it's crazy. Or a failure. Yeah. Like, like I exactly. I tried and I failed and I can't do it. No, I just couldn't do it right then and there, you know. But overall, I, I haven't celebrated all of my victories. But why am I just constantly hammering myself down for all of my failures? And all that does is get us more mentally exhausted. It, it does. And then the more tired you are, the less you have patience, the less you can process. Right. And the less you can move forward in your recovery. The more you're focused on that, the more flustered you're going to be, the the less likely your neurons are going to connect in the in a proper way. Do you see the negative vortex that we're all getting stuck in? And it's cyclical. Like it just feeds itself and it continues <laughs> and it continues. It, it does. It does. That That's why. Just try to stay positive. And even if you're not positive, attempt to or stay take positive. It like, or sidestep. Take a step away. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to move up. You don't have to move back. Move sideways. Yeah. 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 There's plenty of ways. Yeah. You know, go. go. Take a sidestep. Yeah. Have a, be, be numb one day. <laughs> I mean, like being numb is not a good state of being. No. But like, but like sometimes you need it to sidestep away. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to remove yourself from the moment so yes. you can actually see what's really going on. Yeah. And I think that's what's very helpful about like our community, like the, the brain injury community. Honestly, it's one of the best communities out there. Yeah. Everybody is so caring and understanding because only we understand what at least those that really are willing through. to participate. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that like are still on the fence of even talking about this. There's yeah. a woman I talked to and I asked if she would share her story um, for the, the use of rock section of my blog. And she said, she's like, you know what? I, I I can't. People aren't. You have to be ready. Yeah. She said, if I if I write it out, it's real. It's real. And she's like, I'm not ready for that. And this is three plus years into her recovery. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like I feel it would help because acceptance is is very healing. But you can't push. people. You can't. You can't. So I told her whenever you're ready and, or you know, if you're ready. Yeah, that's true. I, I hope I hope she will be. And I hope all of you out there seek out help seek out somebody to talk to yeah i mean if you can get therapy yes that i mean that is very it's therapy the this the negative stigma around mental health and oh you're therapy, fucking crazy no yeah, is going away yeah because more you know we have a better understanding of illnesses and injury and if you have that keeping you back um this preconceived stigma you know of those around you whether it's societal religious family whatever mm-hmm. The, you got to work on that too. Like Absolutely. You, it's going to prevent your recovery. Right. Um, and this is what we'll tell you like to like be your favorite superhero for yourself and go get yourself some help. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you don't have insurance, there's always free services out there, especially in the brain injury community. Uh, you know, I wish we could, I could name people off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's foundations where you live. Yeah, absolutely. You can yeah. check the, um, the, the heart and stroke association yes. the website. They have all kinds of information. For um, low cost to no cost help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, we're not therapists. No, at all. No, 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 you no. Know, we're, Disclaimer. We're 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 survivors, yeah. and we've been through a lot of this stuff. And we're very lovable characters Aren't who we? love to help. Like yes. we, we really do. And and for me personally, like just the, the the lonely aspect of recovery was just 
it, it was the most difficult time in my life. It, it mm-hmm. really was. And the fact that I actually like have a community of people to talk to is incredible. And I know how sad and lonely it can be for people. That's why I stress reach out, talk to us. The neuro nerds, we're always here to help. We're awesome people. And um, just find people because nine out of 10 people that I talk to that have suffered a, um, a brain injury, some of the nicest people in the world, some of the most giving, caring people. And we all want to help one another. You know, we all want to help ourselves in our recovery, but we also want to help our community not go through the things that we've gone through. Yeah. And, you know, it might not be the people around you. Sometimes those are not the best people to help you in your recovery. Oh, man. Unfortunately, there, there's some of some horror stories mm-hmm. and, and people are, are saying, oh, my husband left me and he was my caregiver for years. I'm rushed. Yeah. So you have. So this is where, again, we talk about being your own superhero. You got to be your own advocate. Sometimes. You do. You even, do. even if you don't feel like you're strong enough to do it or prepared or ready, you got to fight for yourself because at the end of the day, you might not have someone else to fight for you. Sometimes you just got to grip and rip. Take a chance. On, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, take a chance. Reach out to somebody. You'll ne- you never know. That might be y- your new best friend. You know, that person might turn into a family member. And they may not live near you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's the beauty of the Internet. Is- there, there, there's somebody I talked to from um, uh, overseas. I'm not going to name any names because I don't know if it's cool to talk about them. But she was saying, man, I don't have anybody around me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nobody local. All of the people that I talk to are online. As much as that sucks, how amazing is that? Maybe you're a gamer and that's all you do. And you're maybe you're a shut in and a gamer hermit. Like you, right. order, you don't have human contact. And, and, and that's OK. Yeah. I would rather not have any human contact. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Maybe in your gaming community, go on Reddit, go on a forum. There's probably someone in there that has something similar or can Absolutely. relate or, or know somebody. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what I mean? Like just because they're not next to you doesn't mean that they can't help. And again, my, my community, my like circle of uh, um, trustees, I guess, my inner <laughs> circle um, is Rianne in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. Noreen in Australia, mm-hmm. the Stromies in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anybody. Lauren here. in Walnut. Yeah, La- Lauren in Walnut. <laughs> and I got to tell you, that seems just as far as Nebraska sometimes. <laughs> you know, like everybody is, is far away. Yeah. But through the beauty of technology, we can reach out and connect with one another. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Totally. I agree. I totally sound like a California girl. Totally. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bag me with a spoon. Has anybody ever said that? Yeah. What movie was it? Was it The Heathers? I think it was The Heathers. Yeah. I think it was The yeah. Heathers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure people have said it unironically as well. You know, <laughs> so so re- recovery is ongoing. It's always going to be ongoing. It's not a straight line and there's no finish line. There, there really, <laughs> no, there really sorry, isn't. No. That sounds so final. That sounds like. It's never ending, but we're not saying it, I think, in a bad way. No, like it's just a continuous process, just like living is even if we were pre, you know, if none of us had ever suffered from anything, you're never done growing as a person. No, and ever. If you are, that's not I mean, that's not that's stagnation. It, it is. So I've always said I never, ever want to be the smartest person in the room because what, what am I gaining? What am I <laughs> like? What am I gaining? From My being, hand goes up. I'm like, oh, damn, that's me right now. <laughs> but really, like, what am I yeah. gaining from being the smartest person in the room? I'm not Correct. growing as a person. Correct. Like it, it, you're just stagnant, yes. you know? So even if you are the, the smartest person in the room, there's something that you can yeah, learn from the, everyone else. Or you're in the wrong room. You absolutely get in a different room. I'm leaving. You know? it's, <laughs> it, we can learn something from everybody out yes. there. And even if it's like horrible, disgusting people, it, we can learn what not to do. That is always important to learn is what not to do or what you don't like. y'all. Yeah. So, I mean, recovery nonstop. 
ongoing forever. I wish you luck in your recovery and yes. you don't have to do it alone because as always, the neuro nerds, we're here to help. And I was going to say, be kind, rewind, but I was going to say, be kind, be patient, give yourself some time. Also, be kind, rewind. Oh yeah. my God, only like 90s kids. Yeah, if you know where that's from, this this uh, chain no longer exists. Oh, <gasps> but it's going to be in Captain Marvel. Yes, it is. Yes, and yes I'm very excited. Is. I'm, I'm not I'm not even going to say what it is. Nope. You guys nope. got to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, here that's the Easter egg. Do you know where that's yes. from? Yes, do you know where Be Kind Rewind is from? It's not just a movie starring Jack Black and most death. <laughs> <laughs> so or uh you know, if you need a hint, go watch Superstar with Mary Catherine Gallagher. <gasps> Superstar. Yes, that's where she was. Sometimes I get really school. nervous and I put my hands in my armpits <laughs> and I smell like this. That was so weird, but and awesome. I am so happy with that. And on that note. So um, I, I got to tell you, yeah. this has been, I think this has been really cool. Yeah. I think it's been very informative. I think it's been very helpful for the both of us. Yes. If not you, for me, for sure. I hope I've been helpful a little bit. Aww. You know, and I hope it's been helpful for you you guys out there. Now, now listen, I say it all the time. I really mean it. So I have my thing in October. We're still in October. Every day this month, I've reached out to a new survivor. And I'm batting like 500 right now. It started the first week, only three out of seven. But like people are starting to reach out to me. People I haven't reached out to are reaching out to me. Today's the 13th, just so y'all know. It's epic. People are reaching out like strangers are like, hey, you said, you know, I can reach out to you. And like, I absolutely mean it. And I'm holding like great conversations with these people. We're helping one another. Please reach out to me at Joe So Rocks everywhere, everywhere. Reach out to Lauren. At Lauren El Manzano yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I always say that every week. Yeah, everywhere? just say everywhere. Everywhere. You're fine. Um, at the Neuro Nerds, reach out to us. Um, join the Uso Rocks uh, support group. You just yes. fill out like a little questionnaire, like what happened to you and 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 what's you, what's going on. Like, it, was it traumatic brain injury? Was it a stroke? Was it an accident? And then what's beautiful is the conversations are starting to happen. When it first started organic. out, yeah, when it first started out, it was just me talking to individuals. But now everybody is kind of talking to one another and helping each other out. It is beautiful mm -hmm. i am so happy with that i am so happy to be sitting across from my beautiful talented Aww. amazing co-host lauren who i just i i love you to death you mean oh the world God. to me this is such a, a beautiful thing that we do just for for one another in our recovery but also the amount of people that we're helping out there and i think it's so beautiful i agree <laughs> and speaking of, of beautiful people out there um i want to thank all the beautiful people at Avid mm -hmm. for helping us sound as amazing as we are. They're, they're a beautiful company for helping sponsor this beautiful podcast with us beautiful Sa people. Sounding they're, beautiful. They're, they're, no, no. We're also we're, we're pretty attractive I people. Know. Yeah. And, and a big <laughs> shout out and thank you to our Patreon subscribers. If you're not part of the Patreon subscribers, you are not getting full access and all the goodies. There's all kinds of like behind the scenes stuff. We got awesome t-shirts coming out like exclusive to the, the the Patreon patrons. I always get this. Like I, I get a little, I get a little tongue tied. You know, there's, there's behind the stuff stuff. Like right now, I'm waving into Lauren's phone. Nobody can see that except for our patrons. I, I have an amazing T-shirt, and he does <laughs> not have one. Oh, so uh, again, uh, as always, the neuro nerds. We're here to help. We love all of you guys. Thank you for all of your support. Um, on behalf of my incredible co-host Lauren, neuro nerds out.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.